0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to Two Bald Guys Talking Safety. I'm Langdon DeMint. And I'm Julian Taylor. And welcome to our podcast. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Uh, Langdon DeMint and Jules here from Two Bald Guys Talking Safety. And and as you remember, we've been discussing the incident management lifecycle. It's been... I've enjoyed it, Jules. Hopefully you have as well. Um, Just... I mean, it's the crux of... Realistically, it's the crux of so much trying to learn and trying to get better and improve and understand what happened. Uh, So hopefully, everyone's been able to pick up different aspects, different maybe uh, cruxes of how to improve their own or at least taking an extra thought. That's what we're that's what we really try to do is be as um, uh, provocative and helping as we can from that same point. But last time we covered hazard spotting and the importance of hazard awareness, understanding how we can better spot hazards, how do we know what to look for. But now I like to think of it as the crux of really the incident management. And that's because we have to know what happened. So in honor of, I mean, George, you know, my, my icon is probably the original Magnum PI, Tom Selleck, I mean, true private investigator. That's where we understand what happened. So when we think about incident management, we think about wanting to improve. It's all about understanding what actually happened. And if we don't understand what happened, I, I dare say we're not going to be able to improve or even learn from what happened. So what are your thoughts, George? Well, there was me thinking that Magnum was a bit more my era than, than your
1: era, actually, Langdon. I think I maybe saw the originals. You maybe watched it on repeat. Um, no. <laughs> but-
0: they they might have been on repeat, yes, but that doesn't matter.
1: Always a successful conclusion. That was the good thing about Magnum. Never yes. fail. Yeah. Um and and yeah, I mean investigations uh, it, it it's a it's a really interesting sort of area to get into and we could spend hours talking about this. And um I, I was gonna kick off by sort of giving an 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 another sort of um promotion if you like to, to, to some to somebody who I really like and it's a guy called Matthew Sayed and he wrote a book called Black Box Thinking. Um and as we all know, where do black boxes come from? They come from the the airline industry. The irony being, they're not actually black; they're normally orange, so that so that you can find them more easily. Um, but the book Black Box Thinking, I read it read it fairly recently. I've read it a couple of times actually. Um, it's a really interesting book, and it and, and it's all about this premise. You could really sum it up succinctly by saying, we we can't grow unless we're prepared to learn from our mistakes. And, and I really like that line. It's, it's all about if we're not prepared to look at the things that have gone wrong and, and look at them with a really open mind, actually what we can't do is learn and get better. And you can apply that to, to so many things. You can apply it to your personal life. You can apply it to sport. You can apply it to, to, to the business world. And absolutely, you can apply it to to health and safety. Um. So I think one of the things that we will do as we go through today is actually think about what are are sort of some of the things that that stop organizations from, from having that sort of honest approach to looking at things that have gone wrong and, and how they can learn from it. And I think you wanted to sort of fire straight in on the back of that
0: with, with something that I know is close to your heart. Yeah, and I think it's because of what you just said, we want honesty, you know, and I'm I get in trouble. Um, I don't know that my wife is listening to the podcast yet that much, so this is okay. But I'm I get in trouble for sometimes at the end of the day, it is what it is. I'm I am a realistic person, whether good or bad. Um, I try to view it from different perspectives, but often when you know, when you think about the incident management lifecycle, when you think about the importance of incident investigation, really it's being honest. What happened? What happened? Yes, from a certain person's perspective, a lot of times, but then it's that understanding of how can we compile all this insights that we have to understand what happened and learn from it. And it to me, it goes back a lot of times to that blame cycle that, you know, Jules, we've talked about it. It's many, many are aware of it, but, and it just goes from you have an incident, and then you're trying to learn from it. So you build through your general incident management life cycle, but then you think about it from the perspective of we have an incident. So then we blame that person. Unwarranted discipline is given to that uh, individual. And not everyone, but a lot of organizations, I think, are still doing this. So then we have that unwarranted discipline, which has been given to that employee. Then the trust drops. Then the communication drops from the frontline worker to the management. Maybe it's the line super. Maybe it's even higher level management, whatever it is. Then you have that increase of a lack of communication. And that is that's pretty impactful there because once we have a lack of communication, you, yes, you have management awareness, which suffers, but then I also have my frontline worker awareness. That's probably going to suffer because it, you know, they feel like they didn't do anything wrong, or maybe it was just a failure that, that occurred, or maybe they weren't empowered in the proper manner, um, whatever it is. So then you have that awareness, suffering, you have lack of communication, you have a lack of trust, and now you have a system weakness that exists. So more importantly than it even persisting, it exists in the first place. So if we can overcome that, you know, from my perspective, the more that we can put that power to the to the employee and power to even management as well and understanding each other that sometimes, you know, excuse my French. Excuse my language here, but crap happens. And how do we, you know, how do we overcome and ensure that when it does happen it's not the blame game, but it's also understanding that maybe there's some there's some areas we could have Im- improved upon you know we we talk so much about the our maturity model and how you can go from you know, even from we say reactive to or negligent to reactive to compliant to to hopefully that uh, operational excellence but what does that really you know what does that mean and it's not always somebody willfully saying how I'm going to get them you know it's just some sometimes crap happens and and i think when we start better looking at that then we're going to start better understanding the clarity of what actually happens so our incident investigations can be
1: can really be better yeah and i mean we've talked about it so much haven't we we've talked about culture so much on, on on the podcast already and 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 it absolutely has a really direct effect in terms of of the way that people will react in the event of something going wrong um and 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 I and I heard a real life example only fairly recently um, of an organisation where they'd had a re- reportable incident on a site, and the site manager didn't didn't report it and tried to cover it up and deal with it themselves, and it was all around a sort of autocratic and bullying management style, and and exactly to your point, a blame a, a sort of a blame approach to to, to things that happened. That, that caused that that sort of reaction and and it's exactly what black box thinking talks about. it talks that it, the, the first sort of starter of the book is talking about the difference between the avi- aviation industry where absolutely it helps having a black box there that that says everything that's happened but it talks about the aviation industry where there's absolutely this openness to we want to learn from things that have gone wrong so it doesn't repeat and then they revert and talk about medicine and they talk about surgery and they talk about there where actually there's 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 a um, a culture of if you get it wrong you're going to get sued so actually if it goes wrong people try and cover it up so really different reactions based upon the the prevailing culture in those two two sort of specific sectors and I think what we can do within an organization is we can we can start to consider the culture that we've got and again, how is that going to affect us in the event of incidents or or, or things going wrong so actually we create a culture where people know that they're trusted, and actually the whole culture is all
0: about let's learn from this it's not about yeah. blaming people, yeah, yeah, which you know that really ties straight into why we and I'm, we, I think we probably expanded on this a little more than even when we talked the other day, but I, I think it really sets the, I'll say, pace, standard, whatever you want to call it. It sets the scene for the in general of the incident management, but especially the in investigation. You know, that, that yesterday after church, um, we were walking down the hall, and you'll see where I'm going with this. This was a new one that just happened. And there was right by the little half bath door. It's actually right through here. There was a some stuff on the wall. I was like, "What is that?" You know, that's not going anywhere. And it was ink pen mark all over the wall. Quick investigation, Magnum PI came to my mind. I started thinking, ink pen. Charlotte Kate's not going to do that. Well, the youngest I remembered had an ink pen Saturday evening and had marked all over the wall so you know it's it's setting that okay you know what blame cycle you know you get onto or whatever but and she knew she knew she had done it i mean you could tell but what is it really should i have ever given a two-year-old which i didn't give let me time out preface that i don't know where she got it but ensuring that you know someone doesn't get a tool that they need that when they're just walking around the house, not in front of their paper or whatever. So you, you think about it from that. It, it is. It's that cultural, how often do failures happen or blame occurs when it, it shouldn't be. So when we shift into that thinking of really an incident investigation, and why do we even do it? I mean, it's from my perspective, it, it is a, yes, you have to have some type of incident investigation from all regulatory standpoints, but it's more than just trying to understand what happened. It's more than just that correction standpoint, but and it's to where you go to so often. And I think we we always want to harp on, honestly, it's how can we learn to be better from it? And a lot of organizations, I think, still struggle on the importance of why do we even do an incident investigation? I I, I know I've worked with them. I'm pretty sure you have as well. Yeah. And I think that's, that's that's sort
1: of my whole mantra when it comes to, to health and safety, is, is is why are we doing this? Um, wh- why do we do any of the things that we do? And it's all about getting better and making the places that we work at safer and healthier. Um, so, so it, I mean, I would actually sort of was going to say, why do we do an incident investigation? If we go back to basics, um, you, you can sort of lot, look at lots of things, but it's not just about Sort of getting corrective actions in place, is it? It's it's also about really learning from what it is that's happened, so actually we we do things differently in the future, and we can educate and train our people around how they can do
0: things differently. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and, and you know I think a lot of times we see it's pretty common to put a lot of general health and safety, mm-hmm. and I mean valid. I mean you'll see where I'm going. <laughs> to put it on the safety professional on the safety manager there because that's their title they're the ones managing it um quote unquote if you couldn't say my quotes there and and they are but really when we talk about health and safety in general it's everyone it's not just me i'm i'm kind of as a safety manager i might be out there managing the process but i hopefully have established relationships established camaraderie so everyone understands that Hey, we're open. It's not about the blame cycle. It's about improving. It's about, you know, me, you, Johnny over here going home healthy and safe every day and coming back. And when we think about the investigation, I see a lot of times everything pushes to the safety manager when I might not have even been there. So one of the, to me, a crux when we talk about why do it, it's ensuring we have the necessary parties and we're taking their thoughts, their Comments, their witnessing accounts, whatever you call it, take that into into account. Because me as a safety manager, I might not, I might know a process that line A has over here, but I don't know it as well as the person that works it day in and day out. And if an incident occurred on a you know reciprocal line right there, let's get that understanding of what can we do to be better. So you know, first off, uh, you know why are we doing it, but then also who do we include? And And why are we including those those people? I think absolutely Langdon. I think I think involving people
1: in the investigation is is a really important part of that cultural piece again, because if we show people that we trust them, if we include them or give them a, a, a true responsibility to be a part of that investigation, it's that whole empowerment piece, isn't it that we've talked about so often where if people see that they're trusted and and included actually they're going to contribute far more effectively and i think you can sort of take that step further again in in, and and really think about the other thing to really think about is is the output of, of the investigation and making sure that we share out to people those lessons learned because again it's almost closing the circle isn't it that people can see that they've reported something and it might be a fairly low level incident that, that's not high profile, but if they see that they've reported that incident, something's being done on the back of them reporting it and, and there's an output to it. Actually, they start to recognize the value, don't they? And they feel value. So they keep reporting. So it, it, it's all sort of ties into the things that we talked about over the last few weeks around actually including people, trusting people, but showing them the value of what it is that they've done.
0: Yeah. yeah and and it's very much because you know think about it from how many times have you seen a bad investigation and and i mean i, I know i have and just given a quick one I, and i'd love to hear what you have also it's done because i have seen an investigation i won't go into much detail at all but it was a fairly serious incident nobody no fatality or um, necessarily like a loss of a finger, but still pretty serious. They ended up having to go to the hospital and they had a broken bone or whatever. Um, not downplaying it, but you know what I mean. And the investigation on this. So when it went to them and they, and they were taking, you know, the safety manager was working with some others. It was about that long. So what I'm showing here, folks, if you can't say, it's about two inches of just type. And you're talking regular font, regular handwriting, you know. College rule, maybe. And I, I was reading it. We were doing some work with this customer, and it's been years ago. And I realized it was the most vague understanding of just trying to put something to it. And you're like, well, you know, floor was slippery. This person didn't realize it. They fell while working. Blah blah. And they their leg broke. Whatever. <laughs> I just remember talking to them. Did you really get inside? Do you know who you included in that? Yeah, I did. We, we did. We did really feel good about it. We took some different perspective. Did you determine, and I'm not a huge necessarily proponent of like a single root cause, because I think a lot of times there can be more, but, you know, did did you at least find the root causes? Yeah, there was you know, there was water on the floor. Somebody spilled it. So do you understand what happened? You know, and it was one of those, that they had some confidence. So we, we'd we been working with them and, and I'd built a pretty, pretty good relationship with the safety manager and and they had such confidence in their responses and in their answers. And we really started talking about, I was like, do you, are you really understanding everything that's happening, how we want to learn from that? And honestly, it was because of some of those aspects that even if you look, what, what makes any, a good investigation? Who should be included? Why are we really doing it? I mean, they were coming up with a quote unquote with an answer, but it wasn't really a, you know, an answer to try to improve and get better and understand what happened. And a lot of times does a bad investigation. Does it close it out? Yeah. I mean, it closes it out, but does it give true productivity of learning? I dare say no. So we have to watch out. Yeah. And I I think that's, I was going to sort of talk about what makes a good
1: investigation and, and you can almost look at it, what makes a good investigation, What, what what's a bad investigation. And, and one of the things is that just being too superficial, isn't it? It's too easy to sort of look at something and say, right, we, we take the water on the floor, We they haven't followed a procedure maybe. So that that's a, that's why it's happened. They've not sort of looked at the underlying causes beneath that. So actually, what was the frame of mind of the person and was there something else going on that's caused them to not follow the procedure is it a training issue but actually going into those root causes you will, you will laugh Lennon, because i'd typed up some notes for today just to sort of prompt me and and there's a there's a, a really good typo in here that i've put I put in here what makes a good investigation, and, and I put casual analysis rather than causal analysis. There, see. There you go. Actually, it, it, so, so the the casual analysis is probably the bad investigation. <laughs> causal analysis actually is something that we're going to see in a good investigation, where actually, yeah, let's dig under the under the skin a bit. Let's really understand and and it's those there are all those different models out there, aren't there, in terms of fishbone, five whys, and so on, but it's trying to get down to a deeper level of understanding in terms of why it's happened. Um, it was really interesting. We, we had a company event a, a while ago, and, and we had a we had a speaker there who was um, in a wheelchair, and was in a wheelchair as a result of of, of of an incident that had happened, he'd fallen off a ladder, and he was paralysed, permanently paralysed. Um, and And one of the things the thing that really resonated with me in that particular Conversation was he talked about actually the effect of the things that were going on in his personal life at home that he brought to work that meant he didn't follow the procedures he didn't do the things the way he should have done it and 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 that really resonated with me because quite often or or I would say the majority of cases that's something that's never considered during an incident investigation is is actually. What's going on outside of the workplace? And I know it's something that you talk about, Langdon. What's going on outside of the workplace that actually could affect people's ability to perform safely?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and yeah, no, I, I think that's definitely spot on. You mentioned earlier, you know, talking about the airlines, black boxes, talking about healthcare organizations, all, also. And, uh, you know, this. Dumb word that shouldn't be named C word, the word we don't want to bring up, but it comes up so often because it has played such an impact. You 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 think about the healthcare industry, and honestly, it doesn't matter. I mean, I'll I'll say it from U.S. perspective, but honestly, it's the same there. Last few years, an already strained industry, Mm -hmm. even more so strained with nursing, and just my wife being a nurse, that's why I'm able to, um, I think, share and kind of have a little bit of understanding. Not that I have that personal, but it was already a stressful job. And then you think about, you know, when high stress, lack of home downtime, lack of family time, you're exhausted. A lot of times you come to work just to that point where you're, I'm doing what I have to, do to get the job done. Don't talk to me. I just want to do, you know, and, and that there is a, I say mental, a mental health side to that or a wellness side to that. I think all all aspects because that doesn't mean it's always just bad and in need, but it means that maybe it's not as good as it should be. And if I take that into account, just like you were hitting on with the, with the good investigation or with an investigation in general, what, what does that mean? Most likely if an incident occurred by, by another line, two similar lines over here, let's say, and one of the people has had that off duty, just strain and they're, they're healthy, but it, occurred to the person beside them, I go to them for an investigation, I might not even get what I need from them also. So, you know, I think that's a fantastic point. And, you know, I like that you had that misspelling because there is a certain element of it feeling like a casual analysis or just a casual investigation. We're I'm checking a box. What do you need? What answer do you need? And instead of looking at it from, hey, we're trying to ensure that we can uh, come up with a uh, some uh, some scenarios that led to this incident some causes that potentially could have led to it we're trying to ensure that other incidents don't occur nothing similar happens and, and I think that's when we I think that's when we really start to improve is when we think about it from that perspective of what happened versus just I'm doing what I need to do to get this done which is common. and and, yeah, and
1: and absolutely we de- tick boxes uh, it, you might as well not do anything at all. Um, to, you, you've got to really take this seriously. It's got to be a focus in terms of, right, how can we get better? It goes back to that same phrase from the start, doesn't it, which is how are we going to grow if we don't seriously look at the things that have, have, have gone wrong? So I think that that's really important. And I think, I mean, the the C word that we, we're not allowed to utter, um, one of the good things that has come out of that is actually organizations are waking up to the importance of people's mental health aren't they so and 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 the fact that the 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 effect that it can have on people within the workplace so that that's one good thing um just talking about production lines there as well um i think in terms of the communication one of the really important things as well is thinking about right who do we need to communicate with so actually think about any multi-site organisation if if you've got similar operations across different locations again don't just restrict the communication to the site where it's happened it's it's communicate it across the organisation because the same thing could happen could happen elsewhere um what one other thing i'm really interested to hear your thoughts on as well because i was i was sort of just before we did this i was sort of i was using the power of google just to sort of just see what people were saying out there and 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 i know when i was down in australia i I worked with a business and they had two approaches to investigation so they had a a sort of a a sort of a more detailed investigation based upon whether it was a a sif um or or they had a sort of lower level investigation based if, if they thought it was a a lower potential outcome of an incident um what what are your thoughts on that, line, then?
0: Honestly, I I like that, and I, why I like that is because a fall from a ladder is a fall from a ladder. You know, if let's say I fell off right out here front porch, three foot three I'm three rungs up or so, and I fell off. If I fall off on grass, that's probably going to be a little different than if I fall off onto concrete. And a lot of times, I think that if if we go through that investigation, we do it. And let's say I'm doing my typical investigation, and then I find out I have fallen, but it was actually on concrete. Let's say I just go through as usual. I I haven't made any adjustments, but as soon as I realize that, hey, this needs to be shed a little more light. Does it have to be a lot more, say, cumbersome or in depth? Not necessarily, but at least. It, draw it out to understand that hey, that's a that was a potential serious injury fatality because that's those are the ones that are still occurring. You know, we've done a I think for most uh, most countries, most organizations done a great job of actually reducing the casual incidents, but those serious ones we haven't. So if we can mark that and then start actually looking at what you know what are some just critical elements that if we could have prevented. Maybe it was the type of shoe, ride, or maybe it was jumping up. You know, whatever it is, there's probably going to be a few just critical things that we could have done within that incident that would have eliminated the serious potential. So, I, I personally, I like that. Yeah, and I think the the reality is is
1: is you're not going to do. In, in, certainly, in some organizations, you're not going to do a detailed investigation into every single incident that occurs, are you? But I think I think that is the really critical thing is that actually somebody who understands it can look at an incident and say, what well, potentially what could have happened here? And actually that that then defines what type of investigation you do. Um, so, so I think that that's a, an interesting thing to to think about. Now, I know another thing that's close to your heart, and I think this is a pretty rare thing, but maybe it's something we, we promote and we 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 sort of pushes a bit of an idea you talk about doing a pre-investigation don't you so you what you want to investigate the incidents
0: that haven't even happened yet langdon i wish i wish that i could say that this genius idea i'd come up with but i didn't i mean for those of you listening you know i would encourage you go find like the todd conklin sydney deckers you know they're some of the Ones that at least I can root from mine, just um, knowing a couple of those that have done it for a while personally. And I think that pre-incident investigation is crucial. And it is because, so everything that makes up that good investigation that we're talking about. So ensuring who all you're collecting, who all you're listening to, the frontline worker, the safety manager, the supers, whatever. Really encouraging everyone What are we trying to get out of that? Understanding what happened. How did it happen? What led to it? So really going through, understanding that maybe what even led up to that incident that day. I think that's crucial. Somebody fell from the ladder. Okay, well, let's actually look back. Was anything out of the ordinary that day? So really going through it completely. And if we do that same thing pre-incident, so maybe picking out some of the more severe, the higher frequency, if we can do that. I think then we're going to be we're going to be more progressive because we're doing that same type of incident investigation, but nothing's happened. We know this is a high hazard job. What if something happened? What are some things that could happen? And let's just investigate it. I think it's a huge, huge opportunity for organizations.
1: And and you think about the sort of multiple benefits from it as well, as well, Langdon, in terms of 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 what what it actually achieves and it. it it, it, it trains people to do an incident investigation. So those different people that we talked about involving earlier, it actually almost goes through a training exercise to show them how they would do an incident investigation. But more importantly, it it just raises that awareness, doesn't it, of, of sort of potentially what could happen in your workplace. And I was just thinking as you were talking then, and it kind of sort of got the mind thinking, it doesn't happen often, but it did, um, and and I was thinking about that mental health aspect that actually part of that pre-incident investigation, you could actually talk to, talk to, you could sort of set up the scenario as actually somebody's come into the workplace, they've got issues at home, those issues at home have affected the way that they're reacting in the workplace. So you can actually get people consciously thinking about actually what's happening in, in my personal life, what's happening in my home life that i that could affect me and, and i need to think about in terms of the way that i
0: do things in the workplace yep. i mean because oh, it's great because what if i've had a rough night woke up you know i have a young child so let's say i was in the chair for three hours instead of sleeping and and just tired and then i go to work then maybe i'm waiting on a load to come in or a shipment and then it comes in but it comes in 30 minutes late so then I'm trying to I'm, I'm tired I'm not maybe I'm not in a bad mood but I'm just tired not able to give full effect and in, into what I need to truck gets here late then I have to get everything off so I'm going to go faster I need to try to catch those are two issues that could lead to an incident that a lot of times we don't even look at that it, it really either one of those we look at it as we come up with a root cause of well Langdon was in a hurry trying to do the job why was I Why was i in a hurry or what happened you know and i I think it's an excellent excellent opportunity so one yeah for that pre-incident investigation but also really refine your causal analysis and what you're looking for also i mean the investigation that's how we really improve and that's how we can understand what happened
1: yep and i think so so i think again big opportunity not a lot of people do it at the moment but it's a big opportunity, maybe to think about. Could we introduce this? Could we, could we, could we do something a bit different? But it just gets people a trained, but also thinking thinking in a different way. It kind of reminds me of years ago. I used to work in in, in an HR team, um, and we did a full mock trial, um, and that was because potentially you're going to end up at some point in a in a tribunal if if, if there's an issue. So actually, it was sort of a preparing you for for if that eventuality happen but also what are the things you could be doing to avoid it happening in the first place which is 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 again is the way that we like to think um so i think sort of as as we sort of coming towards the end of this um that's a really interesting point i think the the other thing that's really important to think about is is the tone of communications um so it's not about blame yeah um so again going back to Matthew Said he talks about sort of different behavior that people display in different industries and again it's all about that if if we have a blame culture people will cover things up because they're going to be paranoid about the outcome of of, of what's going to happen if they talk about it okay yep negativity breeds more negativity absolutely so so all the things we've talked about and promoted over the last few weeks this just follows that same theme, which is actually if we can create an open culture, if we can create a positive culture, actually people will talk to us, they'll report things, and in this case, they'll give us an honest sort of viewpoint of of what they saw, what happened, and why it happened. So actually we can learn from it. We can take it, we can
0: learn from it, and we can get better in the future. So for that, uh, we're going to wrap up this week's Podcast. It was good speaking with you, Joels. I would ask, I'd like to put out an ask to the audience that we'd love to hear it. We'll, maybe we'll put some something out uh, also that gives some just best tips for an investigation, but also we'd love to hear your thoughts, your experiences with good and bad investigations. I think that's, safety is great because that's how we learn, uh, working with one another and hearing other aspects and trying to determine what we can do to better fit our own organizations. But, as you go through understanding that who can we involve in an investigation, what are we looking for, what are we wanting to derive out of that, those are crucial elements. So we, uh, we look forward to being able to talk on the next uh, next podcast about the next uh, aspect of the incident management lifecycle. We look forward to talking to you then. Thanks, everyone. Hey, everyone, really appreciate you tuning in to this episode of Two Bald Guys Talking Safety. Please follow and subscribe to wherever you stream your favorite podcast or visit us at evotix.com. And if you want to see how follically challenged we really
1: are, come and check us out on YouTube. If you've got value from the podcast, please go to Apple Podcasts. And in the review section of this podcast, if you could leave us a review or a
0: rating, that would be great. And as always, everyone, while you're going about your days, about your normal lives, stay safe out there and watch each other's back.